1: Good evening and welcome to yet another Disney Brit radio show with me, Adam Goodger. We are live on Orlando Sky Radio. It is um, getting close to Christmas, can you believe it? And joining me, as always, is Juz. Hello, Juz.
2: Hello, Adam. Hello, Disney
1: Pod. How are you doing? I'm doing oakley doakley. And more importantly, how's your Christmas shopping going? Not even started. It's not, <laughs> He's started. not doing anything. No, it's not Christmas Eve. It's not. All oh, right, so you do everything Christmas Eve? Yep, at the oh. garage. Okay, well, just whatever you can find. Wash your wipes All car air fresheners for everyone. Fab, that sounds a good idea. And Alan's here. Hello, Alan. You alright? How are you doing? I'm not too bad. How are you? Um, I'm just getting stressed out by this Christmas thing. So, have you done your Christmas shopping yet?
3: Um, No, I've got a wife, so she does it all
1: for me. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's pretty much the same as what happens in our house.
3: Um, She tells me what to get for her, so, you know, I'm sorted.
1: (laughs) You don't even have to think about what you have to get for her.
3: No, no, it's a lot easier.
1: In that case, we're in serious bother this evening, aren't we? Because um, we've got loads of uh, stuff to share with you. You've got some news and rumours and all those bits and pieces. But we've got a feature, if we get time today, with um, it's, what with Christmas coming up, what would be your top three Disney presents you would like to have but you haven't got? So we could be in serious bother because apparently neither of these two actually bother even shopping for anybody else, let alone themselves. So that's no use at all. But before we get to that... Um, one of the things I've asked the guys to do is take a look at a video and some photos that have been put up on DisneyBrit.com over the past few days. With regards to the new Test Track, Test Track officially reopens this weekend, along with New Fantasyland and all those elements. But there's some videos and bits and pieces that have appeared online already. And um, we kind of have got that video up there on the website. And uh, I'm kind of intrigued to see what people think, because... Although the track and everything is very, very similar, it has a very, very new look to it, completely different to anything we've seen before with Test Track. And I'm kind of intrigued as to what you think, as to whether, you know, this is too much of a change, whether it's a change for the best, change uh, change for the worst, I don't know. So kind of just what, what have you seen about this and what's your initial impressions from what you've seen? Because I know you're a Test Track fan. I, I have two words, wow and wow. Okay, so you're going the wow factor. Oh, it's amazing!
2: It's completely changed. It is incredibly modern, yet slightly original Tronish. It is just everything encapsulated that Epcot is in one location.
1: Are you kind of agreeing with this, then, Alan, or different view? Um,
3: Unfortunately, yes, I do totally agree. I think it's absolutely fantastic. You had the the original attraction was um, celebrating sort of travel throughout the past. Yeah. Then you then you had Test Track, which was celebrating sort of cars, how they were manufactured, and the process involved in that. And now we're looking at the future, so I think it's fantastic.
1: I think it. I love it. I think it looks absolutely stunning. Um, I'm just kind of worried whether some people are going to think it's too far a leap. I personally don't. I think it as just says it fits in perfectly with Test Track and, and with the whole of Epcot really, and the idea of what it was supposed to be about. It's got that sort of futuristic but slightly retro look to it which has been given such an overhaul. But we're just going to give you a, a, a quick tour through what happens. The, the, the outside, the front of the building has, has got a completely different look to it. You've now got your two uh, lines as you have done before. You fast pass and your regular on the left and on the right as you uh, stand in front of it. You've got the standby entrance. Uh, they've even gone as far as to redecorate all of the bins uh, that all look brand new. And then as soon as you come in through the entrance, your first um, thing you see is is almost like a convertible... Chevrolet concept car that looks something that maybe Batman would have ridden if it was in black. Um, and that's sort of as you first come in, you can see that. You kind of come around the corner and there's um, really sort of large, bright, colourful signage all over the place, which links with all the different areas um, that you will be choosing for your car. Uh, and there is a, a concept car which uh, has been almost looks like it's been blown to pieces, but it's in pieces all over the place in the centre sort of uh, podium. You can see as you come through that particular area, and then that begins to bring you through to what is can I can only describe as kind of a giant design lab. How many, Alan? You kind of saw the video of this. How many screens yes. do you think there are for this particular uh, design lab? I, I
3: would guess, well, there's probably about maybe six rows of
1: 10 screens, I'm guessing. There's, yeah, it's there's got to be easy, I would think, 50, 60. But before we come to that particular moment, there is an awesome projection. Uh, almost vehicle, I suppose. And I just did you see this?
2: Oh, yeah. That was the first thing that struck me, the fact that the way it just draws, and I could sit and watch that
1: for hours. It, it literally does. It just, it's like this shell, this white shell of something, and suddenly it just starts to draw all over it and colour it in and add elements here, there, and everywhere. It's absolutely stunning what they've done to it. Uh, and it's got a big screen in the background that talks about the design process and everything as it goes. Um, and it really is an advert for Chevrolet, I suppose, You because know, they've, they've spent a lot sponsoring this. But um, you go through there, and then you go into what is basically the design bay. Um, and there's loads of different areas. like efficiency, power. Uh, I can't remember all of them. Can I? I don't know if anyone can help me, remind me what all of them are. Um, but you get to basically design your car from scratch. You've got, I think it's capability, efficiency, responsiveness, and power are the four different areas. Um, and I don't know, Alan, do you want to kind of explain a little bit about how it works with designing the particular vehicles?
3: Um right, okay, well, you before you enter the area, you get handed an r f i d tag, yeah, which is go to your screen, you scan it, and that records all your data for your particular car mm-hmm. and then and then you go to the screen and you can design various things from the the shape of the car, the width of the car, the length of the car, the type of the car is it like an off road car or is it like a sporty car um and all you do is you i well, put your finger on the screen and drag around a, like an icon, like a circle, which up or down makes things bigger and smaller. It's quite simplistic the way that you design it, and from from what I've seen so far, there seems to be areas where they're sort of controlling what you can do. There's a limit to how long your car can be and how tall it can be, hmm. and well, at one section you're allowed to draw the profile of the car, but for example, if you drew a straight line across. It seems to convert that into a more traditional sort of concept car shape. Yeah. So it is sort of guiding you what you can do. Um, but a lot of the people that I've seen sort of working on this so far seem to come up with very Tron-like um, cars. They do seem
1: to be these very futuristic vehicles, don't they?
3: Yeah. I want, I want to go on them. Just put like one of the old-fashioned larder square skip cars. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you imagine that. Efficiency I'm zero. I'm sorry, this is not in our database.
3: <laughs> um, but no, you can choose the um, the engine type as well, which I don't really know how that works.
1: Well, I think the idea, because we were talking about how does everybody get a different experience, how does everybody get to see this a little bit differently, and I think, actually, the way it happens is it's not so much the experience itself. It's kind of like, although you're in a vehicle and you're travelling around the test track, track you actually... Um, design your vehicle to begin with so you've got your efficiency and all those elements that you want to look at but you can design it you can sculpt it you can choose the length the width and the engine and and you can basically design your car's color the accessories that want to go on it you can put massive spoilers on it you can put the weird futuristic wheels on it and all those sort of things and have a real play with it and you get so many minutes per section from what i understand And you get like, um, when you get to your engine and stuff like that, you can choose all sorts of different things. You can have like a solar drive, you can have fuel cells, you can have eco electric, you can go for an EV hybrid, uh, and you can go, uh, I think there's a gas engine, a supercharged engine, and a plasma burner, uh, which obviously goes from your eco power efficiency all the way up to your gas guzzling, uh, costs you a small fortune to run it just to go to the shops kind of car. Um, But from what I've understand, and you guys will probably sort of looked at it as well it doesn't seem that this actually allows the the experience to change but it allows you to pit your car against lots of other cars and gives you some idea of how you kind of do with regards to somebody sat next to you is that right would I be right in thinking yeah well but from what I saw of it,
3: um, the actual attraction didn't seem to change. Um, there was a little bit of projection technology used in it, but it didn't change the actual car. Right. But I think on the final, if I think right, on the final scene where you go back down into the ride after you've done your, your speed around, yeah, it did sort of give you a rating against other cars. I do. I think though that the your your personalized car element effects after the the main attraction more.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. Is this a disappointment just because I know we were talking about how we were hoping that the experience you got in the vehicle was going to correlate to the car you created in the first place? Are you kind of disappointed that this isn't going to sort of um, kind of be this synergy thing that goes through the whole attraction?
2: I think the synergy is there though, isn't it? Because whether you sat in the car or not, the whole point is that you just done the car at the beginning. And what happens at the end, that, that, that's what brings it together from that strategy point of view. Right, okay. And almost touching on what Alan was say, isn't it great that a kid can draw a straight line, yet the computer sits there and moulds it out so the kid thinks they've actually designed the perfectly aerodynamic car? Yeah. I think yeah. More about this is the fact that we suddenly have a situation in Epcot where it's using bank-to-date technology uh, bizarrely enough, something that, you know, as kids, <laughs> we didn't know about, and it was as futurized as you could be, is the fact that this is, you know, the kids go in and they're using touch screens here. Yeah. As if it's nothing. And what you listen to on some of the videos is, is ignore the person doing the video because they're the ad. Just listen to the kids' voices doing these cars. What an amazing experience just as as a, an attraction in itself just mm. to hear all those kids and the parents going, oh, look, you can add flames to it, et This is This is to me is what Epcot, you know, and the edutainment is all about. I think it's absolutely awesome. I think the synergy is at the beginning, the synergy is at the end. You know, and what happens in between is, is just an awesome experience, anyway.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. Um, and I, it was the reason I was um, kind of owing and in over whether or not this synergy thing works is because obviously with things like Cyberspace Mountain and Raytheon's Cukarum um, Summit of all, uh, some of all thrills. Both of them use this sort of like design technology to then create a ride experience, whereas this doesn't seem to. And that was the only thing I do wonder whether people are going to go and see this and think, well, actually, it doesn't really create a ride experience at all. It just is something that they've sort of added on, and we just get this Tron like feeling afterwards. Don't know whether anybody kind of thinks like that or whether. Well,
2: disprove that. Sorry. Or kids, etc., that go in it and believe it's all part of one.
1: Oh yeah, no, I have no doubt that the kids will. It was just I was thinking, is this you know what people are expecting? Are they expecting to be able to jump inside this this car, you know, in the way that they you know, and um, it, it to really make a difference with what they're doing? Like,
3: like I, I thought that from what they were saying before the attraction opened up, that you were going to be able to mold the vehicle a bit more. And I had a feeling that, for example, is it, there was one scene in Test Track where you used to go down a, like a cobbled lane yeah, and, and the suspension would bat you around. Well, in that's the what car. I was
1: kind of thinking, and they were going to uh, use the seating.
3: And I, I thought maybe you could sort of toughen up the suspension or make it really soft and that would change how the car reacted.
1: Because we were talking about, uh, with Nick on Ireland, I think it was, we were talking about how is it a case of that they're going to have certain... S- sort of setups with seating so you get a harder ride or you get a softer ride or you know you feel this or there's there's wind options in front that are going to change how much you feel this that and the other but it doesn't seem that they've gone that far it's just a kind of leaderboard I suppose and as it goes through each of the different tests it uh, basically tests your experiences and marks them Mm -hmm. against all of the other of the riders that are in that particular vehicle wouldn't it have been better if you'd be able to, say, when you
3: chose the engine, that yeah. affected how fast you went on the, the speed well, that, part of the race? That's
1: kind of what I thought they might have done with it, but obviously you can't do it different you'd, speeds for all six. You choose the eco-friendly
3: one, you go out at five miles an hour. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm not quite sure whether you can make it that extreme. <laughs> it would
3: be much better that way. 100 miles an hour at the um, the fastest engine.
1: Yeah, I'm guessing that's probably going to be too extreme. But I was kind of hoping for a little bit more. I'm not disappointed in the slightest. I think it looks awesome. As Jess has already said, the actual track itself looks very, very Tron-like and does look stunning. Honestly, it does look absolutely stunning. Um, so I'm kind of excited to ride it. Excited to see what it's like. You know, and and what I really like about it is they've gone to town on this. That actually it looks like a brand new attraction. We're not talking about something here that is. Um, kind of they've they've spent a fiver on give it a bit of paint and it looks lovely they've actually spent a a, a huge amount of money I would think on this attraction
2: can I say though that bizarrely my favorite part which is outside is the part that now looks completely out of place which is outside
1: yeah that's the thing out of place yeah
2: the, the attraction
1: I do agree with you because you kind of see this Tron like wonderful future universe as you go around and then you go outside and you go oh yeah this looks familiar and then you come back in the mm. other side and go oh that's very futuristic again but I do agree with you when they painted some purple markings on the track floor to make it look a little bit more future but I yeah. agree it would have been great to do the whole lot and cover it like a space mounting so
2: part of it is almost space mountainish yes it is when you it is, yeah. The
3: exit.
1: yeah but I don't know whether that would ruin the experience of being outside in the wind and all that but sort of stuff but then you
2: could put like lasers that. and everything there but still have yeah. vents in it so the air comes through
1: that's true Maybe that's... Yeah,
3: it would make you feel as though you've gone faster. Maybe that's Test yeah. Track
2: 2.1. <laughs> and then you could alter it, as Alan says, because what you could have is, bizarrely enough, if it's slightly undercover, you could have air fans. So if you've got the supercharged, they blow the air heavier at you. To so actually give that yeah, impression you're going that's you go very
3: true. And it wouldn't have to shut down every time it rained.
1: Which yeah. is also very true. <laughs> oh, well, I, I think it's a good improvement. I think it's going to look fantastic. I think it's going to draw big crowds, as it always has. Um, maybe they could do something with the inside bit, now. That'd be cool. Yeah. But hopefully we'll um, hear back from people who um, who have been on it or are going on it. If you have been on it, do email us radio at com or tweet us at DisneyBrit as well, and let us know. You can find us on Facebook as well. And do let us know if you've been on it and what you think of it. Sorry, Alan, were you going to say something? Um,
3: I'm, I'm glad that they actually did do the, the update, even though they probably didn't have to, because obviously... It was a popular attraction anyway, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, it was massively popular. Um, but as we've said, I think, in the past, and we'll, we, you know, we, we'll keep repeating ourselves, that it was looking old. It was, you know, there were effects in there that weren't working properly and hadn't been working properly for a long time, and it would probably have cost them quite a lot to update those. And to be honest, the attraction was getting a little bit dated in, its, in the sense the technology they were trying to demonstrate and how they built cars, they weren't using anymore. You know, some of it was, was old hat. So I think yeah. you know they've now brought something in that can, will stay current, will stay modern. I think it's about the design features of it rather than you know how we make a car. So you know. I suppose
3: they could can update the graphics on it and yeah, easily. That's a lot lot easier to keep that more modern. Yeah, a
1: lot lot easier. Right, I suppose we better do some news and rumours. We've talked a long time about this new test track, and hopefully we'll have some uh, more information over the next couple of weeks for you. So let's get on with this week's Disney Brit news and rumours.
0: Good morning, sire. Good morning, Zazu. Checking in with the morning report. Fire away.
1: Okay, we've got loads of uh, news and rumors for you. And uh, I'm starting off this week because um, there's uh, something called the Comedy Warehouse that some people may or may not know about. This was an attraction that was down in uh, downtown Disney, the Pleasure Island District. And basically it was a... If you think about whose line is it anyway? It was that kind of style, improvisation comedy, something that was extremely popular. And when they closed it down to build the whatever it is they're now building at Pleasure Island, uh, they closed down the Comedy Warehouse. But over the past couple of years, they have brought the Comedy Warehouse Holiday Special to Disney's Hollywood Studios, and once again, it has got a limited run this Christmas. It's only on for seven days. They're going to be. Um, Playing over at the ABC Sound Studio, and uh, you'd be good. You know, sorry, last year it was only seven days, but you'd be good. Uh, pleased to know that this year they've extended the run to fourteen. 14- Days And the Comedy Warehouse is going to be playing over there between December 23rd and January 6th. It's included in your regular park admission. But show director Chris Oyen said the Comedy Warehouse holiday special is like a family reunion of the cast of the Comedy Warehouse. We're so happy to be able to bring everyone together again for the holiday season and to put on this show. It's a gift from our family to yours. Good to see it back. Were you guys sort of fans of the Comedy Warehouse just? I think
2: it's a shame the whole of that area to be honest with you had the closed everything down and done something with it straight away fair cop but you look at it now and go what a waste
1: yeah it's sad. yeah it, it's just sort of a half finished shell it, it's weird because it's a place where Disney Disney never half finished anything uh, and it, it has this time. Um, also, I, I should really check up on my news properly before I read it. It's not at the ABC Sound Studio, it's actually at the Premier Theatre, which is double, almost, well, it's much, much bigger than the ABC Sound Studio. Have you uh, seen, did you go to Comedy Warehouse, Alan? Um, yeah, I went to it down at um, Downtown Disney.
3: Um, obviously, it was part of the, the Downtown, it Di- was the Pleasure Island ticket thing that you used to get. Yeah. And it was one of the, the most popular things that I think was down there. Um, we, we went three times in one night, different show every time, because obviously it's improv com- yeah. comedy. Um, and we absolutely loved it. And, you know, I'm totally good that they did get rid of it. And they did did this um, Christmas thing last year, didn't they? Yes, they did, yeah, for seven days. So, hopefully it's been popular last year. Why don't they just bring it back again?
1: Well, this is the question we, I suppose we ask. If it's so popular at Christmas time. Why is it not part of the park permanently? Yeah. You know, I, I I would love to go and see some comedy, some improv comedy like this in the studios. I suppose the 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 argument is, how does this fit in with Hollywood Studios? Mm. Yeah,
3: I, I, I dare say so. But, but y- y- you could tailor it, because it's improv comedy about a certain subject, they could tailor it to be about relevant film making. Or films.
1: Yeah, that's possible. Maybe, I don't know. Would you like to see it back permanently, Just
2: I would, but they never will, because they're big meanies.
1: <laughs> big meanies, I love it. I'd they love to see it back. People if they're wrong. Um, I just... It's something that was so unique, you know. There's, I, I still don't think there's anything in the parks or in the Orlando area that does improvisation comedy like this on the scale that it does and that they could do so regularly. Now, OK, I know, you can't do show after show after show after show for eight or nine hours straight, you know. For someone to have to mm-hmm. do improvisation comedy for that long is is nigh impossible. But, you know, we look at the American Idol experience, it's still popular now, it has so many shows a day, people still go. And, you know, I don't see why you couldn't run it in the same style as you do with things like your Indiana Jones stunt show, where you have maybe four or five shows a day that people go and see and enjoy. And I kind of wish that they would use that ABC studio space, or so even the Premier Theatre, because, again, that doesn't really get used very much. The biggest use it gets all year, really, is Star Wars Weekends, with some of the bits and pieces thrown in. So it'd be nice to see if this has come back full-time. and We do get a proper, really good, um, sort of uh, worthy replacement, a really good show in there, which would be nice to see. But who knows? And it then
3: is- I think the next thing they need to do is start working on the um, adventure
1: again we yeah well we don't even guess i think we, we at that point are really just <laughs> asking far too much that's never going to happen but it is over the christmas season. It's there for two weeks so if you are over there do go and enjoy it if you've never seen the comedy warehouse it is so worth going to see at least once while you're out there right let's jump on over to epcot and some news on agent p alan
3: yep they've um, decided to expand it a little bit Um, the interactive game Phineas and Ferb Ancient P's World Showcase Adventure what a title too many words debuted earlier this summer but today we're happy to announce that there's been a few hang on that in the next few weeks Agent P will be adding new elements to his adventures in three pavilions now Agent P is already in the pavilions I believe right but I think they're just expanding a bit he's going to be added a bit more into the UK Mexico and Japan um, the game, based upon the wily secret agent alter ego, Perry the Platypus, a faithful pet to the title characters, Phineas and Ferb, although he's just a pet to them, is a secret agent, and um, he's trying to capture or to stop the plans of Dr. Doofenshmirtz. Um, as you'll be aware, it's the same sort of thing as the Kim Possible attraction that was around a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And they have sort of tweaked it and updated it. When I was there, was it last year?
1: I I don't know, Alan, you
3: tell me (laughs) when you
1: last went on the holiday.
3: (laughs) It was this year. It was this year I went. Um, I had a quick go of it. And unfortunately, it was very much the same as Kim Possible. So hopefully this little tweak and expansion of it will improve it a lot. Because obviously, if you did the Kim Possible thing, you don't really want to repeat yourself exactly the same
1: but it's a, it's still a good attraction to take part in i take
3: oh it, it's it's fun for the kids to i say kids i'm thirty four years old <laughs> uh, it's, it's It's fun to do a bit more than just wandering around eating and drinking around the pavilions yeah you know it gives you a bit more focus of a new thing to look at um some people like to look for hidden mickeys and this is like another element to add to it uh, but when I was there, there was a couple of things that were Computerized and they just were failing. There was like it actually said on the screen that I was looking for error code something, so I think it was it needed the update already and it had only just been released to be honest. I think I might have got in them soft openings.
1: I think you were there around the time soft openings were going on, I'm pretty sure.
3: Yeah, so I got into the openings when things weren't working properly. Brilliant, but yeah. So there's going to be some new things in the UK, Mexico, and Japan.
1: Okay, well, that's good to see. So we've got an expansion going on with Agent P, which is fab. Uh, Right, we're going to take a break there, and uh, we shall return in a second after these few
0: messages. Attraction Tickets Direct is the UK's number one ticket provider for Disney, Universal, and the worlds of Discovery Parks. They offer unbeatable prices and expert advice on all the major tickets and attractions in Orlando, California, and Paris. The service Attraction Tickets Direct provides is second to none. Lines are open 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. seven days a week. Customers receive real tickets, not vouchers, within seven days. And there are no hidden extras, such as credit card fees or posted surcharges. Now that's what you call great service. Log on to www.AttractionTicketsDirect.com or call toll-free on 0800-975-0002.
1: You are listening to the
2: Disney Brit Radio Show, live on Orlando Sky Radio.
1: Hi, everyone. This is Craig Duncan. Please come and join me for my soul show, Every Sunday at 9 o'clock UK, 4 p.m.
2: Eastern, you'll only find me on Orlando Sky Radio. Come by and say hi. Want to keep up to date with all the latest Disney news and rumors? Then make sure to check out www.disneybrit.com your number one source for the magical world
3: of Disney.
1: Hello, is this the red telephone box in Epcot?
0: Yes.
1: Hello, who is this?
0: This
1: is Carol. Well hello Carol. This is the Disney Brit Radio Show live on Orlando Sky Radio. And we ring the red telephone box in Epcot and say hello to people. So hello Carol. Hello. How are you?
0: I'm good. How are you?
1: I'm good. We're calling from the UK. Yay.
0: How amazing is that?
1: We're right from the UK. And you're obviously in Disney World. Are you from Florida or or elsewhere? No,
0: I'm from Colorado.
1: Oh wow, Colorado. And you take it you're down there on vacation? And are you celebrating anything special, or is it just a a family trip or
0: family trip? Okay,
1: family vacation just before Christmas.
0: That's right.
1: And who's there with you?
0: Oh, my my children and my grandchildren are all here
1: with me. Wow, your children and grandchildren! So it's a really big trip.
0: Oh, that's fantastic.
1: Ten of of you! Wow.
0: Yes.
1: Are you? uh, Have you been in Epcot long?
0: Um, no, we've only been here an hour or so.
1: Oh, wow. So we've managed to catch you in your first hour. And what have you got planned for the rest of your day?
0: Um, well, we're just starting, uh, you know, the circle of all of the countries. Yeah. Just um, started here to take pictures of everybody in front of all these phone booths.
1: There we go. <laughs> so someone can take a photo of you right now talking to somebody who is English in a That's phone That's right.
0: That's right. Somebody needs to take a picture of me talking to an Englishman from the UK. <laughs> Yes, on the radio, who's, by the way. Who's,
1: who's just said, this is awesome? <laughs>
0: yes, this is awesome. So what is your name?
1: Uh, my name is Adam. Adam. Yes. Who is that in the background saying that this is awesome?
0: This is my daughter.
1: Right, put her on. I need to talk to her as well.
0: Okay, Shannon, they want to talk to you. <laughs> Adam. Hello, Adam from the UK. Hello,
1: you're live on the radio. How are you? I'm doing fabulous, how are you? I'm not too bad, thank you. We like to ring the red telephone box, and obviously with it being in the UK, we kind of surprise people by, by talking to people uh, who are out there on vacation.
0: That is amazing, what a good idea. Well, you
1: know, we like to try and brighten up people's day, and I understand, I think your mum said she was uh, just about to have a photo taken, so we thought we'd say hello to everyone. Oh, that's
0: fabulous, well hello. Well, hello From to Orlando Disney World. Yeah,
1: indeed. Uh, and Are you planning on staying in Epcot all day? yes we are and have you seen illuminations before no we
0: haven't but we're very excited oh you must excited.
1: must stay for that it's absolutely brilliant you must go to the boulangerie in France and go for a, a really good uh, uh, sort of a pastry from there you have to go to, for pizza in Italy you have to go for beer in Germany you have to go and do it all it's wonderful
0: Perfect. Well, I will put those things on my list and I will make sure I
1: do them all. Fabulous. Well, I'll let you get on with the rest of your vacation. Have a wonderful day and a very Merry Christmas to you all.
0: Merry Christmas to you, too. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye.
1: Bye.
0: Gorge, howdy, this is your old pal Goofy, and no one's here right now to take your call, so <laughs> call back later, or leave a message, even better. <laughs> what
1: I'm going to say is thank goodness they didn't want me to speak to all ten of them, we could have been there a very, very long time. Right, let's carry on some news and rumours because uh, we've still got some bits and pieces uh, left. So, Juz, do you want to talk to us a little bit about what's going on this next weekend with the opening of New Fantasyland? Yeah, it's opening. Okay, and any changes in the days? Yeah, yeah,
2: there's some changes. You're going to get more uh, ankle sores as little prams hit you. (laughs) It's going to be overcrowded. There'll be a lot of screaming little people. Anything else you want to know?
1: Yeah, maybe the rundown of opening hours and all that
2: sort of stuff. Okay, the park hours are from 9 a.m. to 9.15 a.m. So if you're coming after 9.15 a.m., don't bother. It's closed. Um, (laughs) The Enchanted Forest will not be open to guests. By the way, the park hours are 9 a.m. to 7 p.m.
3: Oh, thanks. Is Uh, the Enchanted Forest actually around?
2: It doesn't matter. It's closed, so it doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah. Storybook Circus will be open from nine am to three pm. Mickey's Philomanic Jick will be closed all day. Woo! The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh will be open from nine am to six pm. Prince Charming Regal Carousel will be open from nine to six, and the park will close at seven. With bushes at six pm on December the sixth, which is the day straight after December the fifth, park hours are nine am to seven pm, eight am for uh, extra magic hours. The grand opening ceremony for the new fantasy Fantasyland will be held on the Castle Fork Court stage at 10 a.m. Imagine how mad that will be. No, thank you. I'll be on test track. our guest <laughs> restaurant will be closed all day to guests. The Enchanted Forest and the Storybook Circus will be open for guests at 8 a.m. Alan, <clears throat> for <from throat> morning hours. Uh, Mickey's very merry Christmas party is from 7 p.m to 12 a.m so all in all it's all about to kick off and if you want to visit the new fantasy land wait about six months because this weekend it will be heaving
1: it's going to be manic so did you say what time was the uh the event on the main stage 10 a.m right so it's earlier in the day which means people are going to go from there and probably go straight into Fantasyland, aren't they oh avoid that everywhere else will be empty (laughs) yeah well yeah the rest of the park will be dead um i don't don't know whether it will be though because it's been open for quite a while preview wise and there's been plenty of places to walk around
2: no Um, imagine it just gonna be full of ricky bigantes nicks um on jellos and all them lot they will take up the whole area
1: what just those three yes right okay (laughs) (laughs) might be an interesting sight um So we're saying avoid (laughs) avoid uh, Magic Kingdom at (laughs) all costs this weekend. Go over to Epcot and enjoy test track.
2: Seriously, unless there's some you know you got some evil streak and you know I wouldn't even take your kid there. Your kid's going to be ballistic, hate it. It's hot. It's still hot at the moment anyway. Very cramped. The kids aren't going to like it. It might be an adult thing you're really into it, but no, avoid Magic Kingdom at all costs. In fact, avoid Magic Kingdom as a whole.
1: I'm afraid to say till February now. You think it's going to be that busy from now until February? Magic
2: Kingdom's just busy now. It's December. You've got a couple of weeks and it's finished. You, you wouldn't even touch it with a barge
1: pole. Yeah, that's true. So there you go. So just as... Um, just as very helpful tip is avoid Walt Disney World. Uh, so don't go there What's at the all. Magic Kingdom. Which avoid Magic Kingdom. But as, as well as those sort of elements that are coming in with the opening, um, Storybook Circus, which of course is part of this whole opening plan as well, has also got some new entertainment, I believe, Alan.
3: Yeah, and... I shake my head when I see this. Why? Why, why, why? have they done this?
1: Well, because they, they'd be nice.
3: I, I love street I love entertainment, I love the multiple elements that they put in. But what they've done to the storybook circus is they've added the storybook circus Giggle Gang. Right? I must have, I don't like the name. The Giggle Gang. And I don't know why, but I keep twitching my fingers in a quote thing going on. Um is a gang of clowns. I say the word gang because clowns hunt in packs and I don't understand <laughs> why they want to have a pack of clowns to supposedly entertain you around where the kids are going to go and have fun and be soaked when in reality they're going to be scared to death.
1: That Yeah, okay, that is true. Um, if but, um, I'll, I'll read a bit about it. Yeah, go on. It says,
3: and I quote, just wait until you meet the boss clown. You see, this is a gang. Chuckles, buffoon McMoon shine the Third and his protégés, Winnie Horse, laugh and snort. Oh, it's not two, di- two different people. Together, they engage in circus shenanigans, from classic calamities to clown calisthenics. Um, they'll have you in stitches. Apparently, I've, I've never laughed at a clown once yet. Um, the storybook circus giggle gang is a silly. Saxtet tet parading on the circus grounds with a unique twist of circus music standards and feature clown wowzer a specialty performer who takes centering and keeps the audience enthralled with amazing feats of thrills chills and hilarity inspired by the Walt disney classic dumbo and the music of spike jones the storybook circus giggle gang also has its roots in traditional classic things like the greatest show on earth Several members of the ensemble are graduates of the famed Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey's Clown College, apparently. Clowns and kids don't mix.
2: Do you know, I was so desperate then for Al to go, inspired by Stephen King's It. <laughs> <laughs> the kids will enjoy this.
3: And killer clowns are out of Some of the makeup itself, it looks as though she, what are the, what are the I, I don't know her name, but it's, it's a clown that is a female. She looks like she's crying blood.
2: how horrible kids and clowns do not mix i'm with alan i think that's probably i can see you say to your kids all the time don't talk to strange men yet then you go (laughs) go and talk to those things covered in makeup looking a bit freaky
1: i have got to admit I, i do see where you're coming from here with regards to there being clowns and the sort of fear people have of clowns you know working with kids i know how many kids really don't like clowns as well and they do look fairly Traditional clowns, as well. We're not even talking anything that's kind of got a Disney twist. They are traditionalish looking clowns. And, and for those people who are scared to death of them, this really isn't going to help at all because they do look so they do look like they could be quite terrifying. Like, if I remember in
3: Dumbo, the, the clowns were more like fireman clowns, weren't they? Yes, well, they were. Surely they could have added that element to it instead of literally just clowns
2: or just not had clowns.
3: But, but the, I suppose the upside could be that it's it's a good way of um, sorting out crowd control on um, the <laughs> the water attraction, isn't it? Well, yes. You know, too many kids crowd around the spitting giraffes or whatever they are. You know, the clowns walk in, kids scatter, next kids come in. Okay.
2: i just I'm shouting from the gutter, Come here, come here, my balloon. <laughs> I
1: just find it slightly... Weird. Oh, dear. Uh, I can see the logic behind it, and I can see the reasoning behind it, and that's fine. Because, uh, obviously, you've got the clown fireman on the side of the truck, but I just wonder whether people are going to be freaked out by it. Not just kids, adults as well.
3: Yeah. I mean, it's its like a proper phobia, isn't it, that people yeah, have? Yeah, yeah,
1: there's a genuine, quite a big phobia to do with clowns that people
3: have. Like, I, I went to the circus near where I live, and there was one clown, and he he wasn't a scary clown, he, he didn't have tons of makeup on, he just was classed as a clown. And he came up behind me and he tipped a bucket of popcorn over my head, and my daughter had to the place down. Right, okay. Because he had a red nose. So right. I think it's ingrained in that kids don't like red noses and clown type people.
1: Which is where you often find red noses. Yeah. Except for Rudolph. And alcoholics.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh,
1: oh, man. Did you really just say that on the radio? (laughs) (laughs) We're going to be closed down. Uh, Okay.
3: I agree. The more purple.
1: So we're, we're all saying this is a bad idea, are we? Yes. Jez, are you saying this is a bad idea?
2: Oh, yeah, no matter how much I dislike the little people these days, that's a bad idea.
1: I'm just waiting for people to go, basically go in with a video camera, not film any of the clowns, but film the people around to see how terrified they all look.
3: Yeah, they're not going to last long. I'll give them a week.
1: I think I'll probably give them longer than a week. But I'd be interesting to see how many complaints they maybe get in, in City Hall with regards to the clowns. I'd complain to get a freebie. <laughs> what would you say? Said the clown scared me. Oh, you just say that clowns scared you.
2: Yeah, I want a refund.
1: Can I please have a refund because I don't like clowns because they scare me a little bit too much? Yeah, I, I came in here with it, my...
3: Yeah, have you seen it? <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: I'm, I'm a suffer from <laughs> colorophobia. Please, is that can I
1: is, is that what it's actually called?
3: I, I think it's coolrophobia, which sounds quite cool.
1: Which clearly isn't. Um, okay, I, I need to. I must find out what the fear of clowns is. I'm going to do that right this second. Fear of fair. clowns is called chlorophobia. I wasn't too far out. That was that was pretty good. Uh, Lady is scared to death of clowns. A and YouTuber.
2: to be fair, if there's a phobia about it, it ain't a good thing to have with kids. It's not as though you sit no. there and go, oh, well, there's a fear of clowns here, chlorophobia. And then they all sat in Disney boardroom going, yeah, let's have clowns then. <laughs>
1: so. <laughs> So basically... Arachnophobia, spiders it is. <laughs> so basically we say yes, thumbs up to uh, the choice of, um, of Test Track and thumbs down, what a bad idea for clowns. Clown.
3: There we but go. Basically, if it doesn't cost billions of pounds, we don't like it.
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> if it's done on the cheap, we're not interested.
2: We A billion pound clown would still be scary.
1: Probably more be so. It would be big. It would be like the Yeti from Everest. It would work for two weeks and then they just put a flashing light in front of it. Yeah, that would be even scarier. <laughs> <laughs> imagine that. Down with a strobe light. Yeah, just following them round. And have it move
2: slightly when you're not paying attention. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. That's what I would call a great fantasy stand for kids.
3: It's good job they put it in just after Halloween as well. They've got rid of the Halloween stuff. <laughs> you clowns that. and Halloween, that's the way forward.
1: Yeah, that's it. Stick, stick the clowns in for Halloween. This is it. They're going to start doing Halloween stuff, at, um, really scary Halloween stuff at Magic Kingdom from now on. Okay. <laughs> Well, let's move over to the UK because I've got one more piece of news for you. And uh, this is um, sort of the results of the first ever Walt Disney World family. Disney launched a search, I suppose, for the worst first ever Walt win? Disney World family. Sorry? Did I win? No, you didn't win. I didn't win. Alan, did you enter?
3: Um, I forgot about
1: it. Oh, well. I didn't
2: enter either. I'm just curious to know oh, I, 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 did won. I won. the Spanish lottery and I didn't enter that either. Oh, Okay.
3: <laughs> We <laughs> you could give them your contact details. It happened
1: already, yeah. <laughs> Let me read what the uh, the press release says from Disney. Uh, it says, After a nationwide hunt here in the UK involving over 780 families, the Frith family from Northampton is today unveiled as the world's first ever Walt Disney World family. Alan Carr, Joe Wiley and Doctor Who himself, Matt Smith, all hail from the East Midlands town and now the 10-strong Frith family unit will be added to this illustrious list of Northampton residents celebrated on the American resort itself as well as here in the UK. The Never Been Done Before search attracted 780 entries from around the country with celebrity judges searching for a unique family that captured what Walt Disney World is all about, namely fun, relaxation, thrills and memories. Much like the Emmy Award winning modern family, the world's first family could be made up of a number of different people including the immediate or distant relatives, friends, colleagues or even neighbours.
2: You really wouldn't want the modern family.
1: No, you really wouldn't want the modern family. Yeah. Uh, Jade Frith's entry beat the four of the shortlisted entrants who nominated their families from real Stafford, Fife and Buckinghamshire. The shortlist was selected by a panel including Gemma Kidd along with celebrity parenting and family commentator Liz Fraser. Jade Frith, 25, says, I couldn't believe it when I found out we'd been crowned the world's first Walt Disney World family. It it's what Disney. It's what dreams are made of. Our group is made up of two families who have been the best uh, friends for over twenty years. We're not related, but we're as close as any family. We love Walt Disney World as it stands uh, and all it stands for, and have been trying to find a way um, to go together as it is something for all of us to do. There now we can, and we have a great title to match.
2: But could we have entered as all just us lot, yeah,
1: rather than family? Like it. It sounds the like Disney Brit family. Catholic
2: Adam Donks
1: Kez. Well, yeah.
2: Oh, I no, guess so. It has to be a family.
1: I, well, I did as well. Clearly, we were wrong. We um,
2: We just say we're a modern family.
1: It uh, carries on with comments, Gemma. We had such fun looking through all the amazing creative entries, Dad. but the Frith family really stood out as being huge Disney fans. <laughs> Creepy fans. Alan, Uncle amazing Alan. bond Ooh. between the groups. Everyone's a- got an Uncle Alan.
3: Oh, right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, Who's <laughs> ages can I, can I do the news? Can I... Jeez, I tell you, a pair of kids. See, um, it's
2: just like a family. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, the Hunt, which uh, launched in October, concerned with new research revealing a new wave of togetherness among British families in 2012. Uh, it says, once the news had sunk in for the friths, they were swept off to Walt Disney World Resort in Florida for a three-week VIP stay featuring many money-can't-buy experiences, including seeing their name immortalised on resort for a year and taking a piece of the Disney magic back to their home in Northampton. Once I've they returned, that. the family appeared. <laughs> <could> appear... <laughs> What have you t- oh, Did you write your name on the that. wall? Oh no, we don't need to ask <laughs> yeah. what, what just has got. Uh, once they return, the family will appear in the official Walt Disney World Parks brochure and on the blog, and will become regular contributors to the Walt Disney World fan- Facebook and Twitter pages. Now, they've become regular contributors to the page. They will be, yes. So
3: that's free admin.
1: Yeah. Um, okay. Now. I'm
2: <laughs> yeah, not- and they've just got a bill for three week holiday. I'm not
1: being <laughs> cynical at all. And Frith family, if you are listening to this by any chance. Then congratulations. Brilliant. Well done. (laughs) Um, We're jealous. (laughs) Well, we are. But also, I'm not... It says biggest Disney fans in the UK. Well, hang on. No. And this is is where I kind of go, well, that's not right.
2: Yeah, because have you seen the size of me?
1: Yeah, that's true. Because Because just because they go to Walt Disney World a lot, does that make them Disney fans? And this is quite an interesting question, I think. Yes, they go to Walt Disney World all the time. But does that make them Disney fans... Or does that make them people who enjoy holidays in Walt Disney World?
3: Depends what you call a fan, doesn't it?
1: Well, yeah.
3: Like for for example, my I'm I'm interested in the theme parks and the holidays more than the films. Yeah. But you might be more interested in the films than the, the parks. Well,
1: no, because I like everything. But they these guys are clearly fans of of Walt Disney World. They've kind of said about it in their. In the the little blurb I've just read, but in the photos they do have things like Disney London mugs. They have Mickey Mouse's all over their kitchen, which seems to be strategically placed in the places where you might put things like wine glasses. I don't know, just saying. Um, and food. They have got a giant Mickey Mouse topiary in their front garden, which I must say that is quite cool. Um, but I- yeah,
2: so well, they are fans
1: then. Well, I don't know. I don't. Know.
2: If you're not a fan, you're not gonna go. You know what? I'm just going to cut that edge to look like Mickey.
1: True. Well, it's not. I, I suppose they've grown it. I don't know. Um, but anyway, they've they've won, and they will now for the next year be the um, the, the first ever. On World the World World Family. Page. Be interesting to see what happens with this though, and whether it's a success and whether they continue it. Because do you remember Swindon was twinned with Walt Disney World a couple of years ago? It was the first twin town. Yes. And it's not happened again since.
3: It only lasted a year, didn't it? Yeah,
1: and it was Swindon.
3: Sign was stolen. I um I actually tweeted. Oh, I can't remember the name. It Angelica something. Yeah, Houston. No, not Houston. Um. Oh, I've I've forgotten her name now. Anyway, I had a, I had a bit of a, a tweet chat going on with her, and because she flew over as the celebrity from Swindon, and she basically went over and didn't know what happened since, and obviously. A year went by and it got forgotten about. And that was going to be the first twinning
1: of the... That's right.
3: So
2: what wagon. you're saying, Disney tend to do this exactly the same time that most of us book our holidays and yes. then they go, ha, that's pushed up the holiday count, don't need to do anything more.
1: That's yeah. right. I just I can't believe they never did another twinning. It only happened once. But that kind of makes it a little bit of a joke that we did it once for one one city and we're not going to repeat it. Uh, and it'd be nice if they'd have sort of repeated it a
2: couple How of times. How do you repeat it without becoming... It's like,
3: like X Factor, then. Well,
2: yeah,
1: I, it is. I think that they're quite clever. I think that we
3: get the UK world-first Walt Disney World family, yeah. but people in America get the world-first American family, but the two bits of news never cross over.
1: That's true.
2: I would have so, liked if got a French family. That would have total might, wouldn't it? Let's just, <laughs> so, Google. what you call this? is rubbish. First,
1: you... <laughs> Disney. i don't
2: you i push your Apparently. head
3: <laughs> that's see. super fast pass yeah le, le fast pass <laughs> le push pass just- i apologize I, I, I heard a new story recently that someone got in trouble for doing that sort of thing
1: for doing what sort of thing
3: um doing accents
1: oh okay yeah please don't know that i, I apologize um, I, I can't see anything to do with a US uh, family. I've done a Google search and I can't find anything. So maybe they are the first. Other they one. just made that up. They could also have just made that up.
3: That's very, very true. Surely the, the first Walt Disney World family would be an American family.
1: Well, no, it doesn't look like it. I'd, I'd have thought the same thing, but apparently not. Let's be honest, UK is dropping down.
2: We're now, what, third after Brazil? We used to be second pushing up there. They need to try and revitalise the UK market. You know, there are some green shoots, to thingy. Get them back up. Don't bother doing it in America. Don't bother doing what you did in Brazil because you've got the people there yeah. pushing up the Europeans, especially the UK, which have dropped, what, by like 300,000 a year?
1: Mm. Mm. Do you not think...
3: Well, what... do want to get some dedicated um, airlines going across there. Like Disney Airlines, at an affordable price.
2: Just a cable car system,
3: <laughs> or a tunnel. <laughs> yeah, a large tunnel.
1: Or did it just if give it you was
3: a- like a really good tunnel, you could get in the car, put your foot down, close your eyes, and I'm guessing longer than eight hours, you'd be there eventually.
1: Give you a dinghy in a couple of oars, point you in a direction, say keep paddling until you hit land.
3: Yeah. You know what? yeah. Once you started it, you just get into the rhythm and you'll be there. <laughs>
1: That's going to work. Do you think this is this was the best way of trying to advertise Walt Disney World? Because this, I kind of came across this by accident. It wasn't particularly advertised that well. You think about how many families there are in this country, and they had over they had 780 entries. Now, as much as you go 780 entries, wow, that's a lot. Um, on the grand scheme of things, I think that's quite a poor turnout.
2: How many of us said, wow, that's awesome, that's brilliant, but really just couldn't be asked doing it, so these people deserve all the credit they've got? There's 700-odd entrants. There's probably about 5,000 of us all said, amazing, and then thought, yeah, I'll do it next weekend. I'm going to watch the footy.
1: But the yeah. actual entry process wasn't particularly difficult. You had a series it of shows questions. It
2: shows how lazy myself. we are in well, the UK.
1: Um, you had... A series of questions that you had to answer and you had to upload a photo and that was pretty yep. much it. It probably took 10 minutes of our time, which is probably why we didn't get through.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if it just like yeah, a know. click a like here to enter, we probably could have most of us done it. Yeah,
1: we'd all got through. But so this, I, this is
2: exactly why these people should win because it's yeah. people who, get, you know, who got off their bums, got it sorted and truly they are the fans and they deserve it. And my hat, if I wore one, would be off to them. Well done and have a fantastic year.
3: Even more dedicated than it was themselves.
1: Yes, they wouldn't really be bothered. (laughs) If you are listening to the show or you know uh, the Frith family, then we would like to talk to them and find out about their experiences they have while they're out in Walt Disney World and all these money-can't-buy prizes and all that sort of stuff that they're going to get to enjoy. Uh, We would genuinely like to speak to them and hear all about their experience and everything that's going on because, you know, it would be quite nice to... Embrace the first Walt Disney World UK family into the Disney UK Disney community. Did I just say? You, I just yeah. Yes, you did okay. it twice. I said it twice, but there we go. It doesn't matter. But um, I wonder what we you know. What would you be? Your next step now? We've had first, first twinned city. We've had first UK family. What's next? What's left? First albino. First albino. Mm-hmm. <laughs> first albino family. Family. First what? Sorry, Alan. What did you say? First what? Sorry about that, what?
2: I it, talked over you. My apologies. All right.
1: What would be the next step?
3: First, First in park birth. <laughs> 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 First. Like if, if you if you if you, give, if you give birth on a plane you get unlimited air travel, I believe. Yeah. Not, not that I can possibly yeah, ever really?
1: do that. But you're not I, like, supposed you go to fly on
2: that airplanes air unless you you've of a certain distance be from given birth.
3: Yeah, but some people don't know until the baby pops out, do they? Or they they're in denial.
2: That always puzzles me. Though.
3: So, first in park birth and it'll okay. be from the UK.
1: Yeah, first in park birth, anything else you can think of that might fit into that very strange I
2: think category. This this family business and I wouldn't just do it in the UK, I'd yeah. do it Germany and probably France. Um and I think sort of that, that just that family business almost like the Disney moms panel but bringing it really home to, to certain families. I think it's oh, okay. a great
1: idea. That might work. That might be a good idea. But uh, we need to say well into the friths anyway. And that's all our news. Believe it or not, we are actually coming right up to the end of the show. So as much as we were going to talk about our Disney Christmas presents, they are going to, just like when we do Iron Orlando, we have to put on hold our World Showcase discussion, which has been on hold for about four months. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to have to put our Christmas present uh, uh, discussion on hold until next week, which is absolutely fine. Because, um, you know, we've got a couple of weeks now until Christmas, so we've got a couple of shows and we don't need to worry about it too much. Sorry.
3: But if I don't tell anyone until then, my wife won't have enough time to get me it. You're
1: not getting it anyway? You're not, yeah, you're not going to get it well, anyway. So, that's true. So, as much as you'd like it, I'm sorry to get the socks again, aren't you. I? You are getting socks again. Swan one yeah. sock. It saves losing the first one first yeah. time now. <laughs> well, no, you actually got the first sock last Christmas.
3: Yeah. So I just the hop all, all year socks. long
1: so do enjoy that so I suppose oh. we should start the end of the show oh. hey what mm-hmm. Just were you were you saying something then before I rudely cut you off with music
2: no I was just saying because you said Hopper I said Alan Hopper it was humorous and giggly.
1: It, it was a play on words on names it was
2: our, our weekly disney brit play on words <laughs> <laughs>
3: okay <laughs> we're going to be releasing it in the disney brit annual yes,
2: yes.
1: <laughs> look out for that in all good shops yeah that'll be uh coming out only a soon, pound soon yeah and we'll you got a pound but if you uh if you go onto our website there's a voucher for two pounds so you get a pound back Yay. Well, that's the end of this week's show. Thank you once again for joining us. Thank you, Juz and Alan. Absolute no pleasure. We've uh, we've talked about a lot of rubbish, which is really good. I like to hear it. And uh, thank you to Carol and her family who joined us, uh, and they're still wandering around Epcot, I'm, I'm sure, and waiting for illuminations to start all those sort of things. Thank you to our sponsors, Attraction Tickets Direct. You can go over to www.attractionticketsdirect.co.uk and you can find out more about all the tickets that are on offer there for all of the wonderful attractions you can find in Orlando. One of the great places to get those tickets all in one place. Uh, loads of uh, stuff coming up over the next uh, week or so. Next Sunday, we've got the... Uh, iron Orlando radio show with myself and uh, just heads that up and Nick and Michelle, Michelle, who's now like proper, like news journalist on like Orlando radio, on television and stuff. Oh,
2: like, yeah. Wow. She's going, like,
1: woof. like too big for us now. Um, you can then join us next Monday where we have our Disney Island Discs radio show it's at the same time 4pm Eastern which is 9pm UK time if you're listening in the UK and we're going to be starting our Christmas show where we've got loads of really great Christmas music that we're going to be playing for you from Disney World Disneyland the movies all those sort of things as well say something yes although I take the mickey out of your lot, can I just say that was an amazing
2: show I really love it thank you I enjoyed doing it I found one I haven't loved I thought they have all been absolutely brilliant well done
1: I've, uh, we try and you know, change it up. If you didn't get a chance to listen to the one recently, we will be repeated. We went through that sort of weird, rare, rare Disney music, including music that was created for P- uh, Winnie the Pooh's presidential campaign. Uh, so if you didn't get a chance to listen back to that, do please do. It's, it's quite a, a weird one. Don't forget you can contact us over on Twitter at Disney Brit. You can contact us via email, which is radio at dot And you can contact us over on our Facebook pages, over on Facebook, of course. And uh, that's pretty much it. That leaves me with nothing else to say other than the next show that you will hear from us is going to be on Monday, the 24th of December. Sorry, not Monday, the 24th. Monday, the 17th of December. Just over a week. You'll be on your own. we I was going to say, I'll I'll be uh, a bit busy then. (laughs) At the Uh, petrol station. Yeah, Yeah. with me. Yeah, (laughs) the petrol station to fill up. Two for one offers. We'll (laughs) split (laughs) them. But it will be Monday, the 17th of December. So until then, we'll see you.
2: sa h